Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. I am your host, Vincent Bradis, Assistant AD for Strategic Communications. This week, we have uh, two uh, new players to the roster this semester, wide receiver Odu Hilaire and punter slash uh, holder Sammy Sir. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Okay, let's uh, let's get started. Like uh, like we started at the top of the the podcast. Uh, you're both new this semester. Uh, you both have unique stories because uh, Odu, you are a transfer from Alabama A and M, and Sammy, you are actually all the way from Australia. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about your journey here as well, since uh, you've actually graduated high school a little bit a little bit ago, and uh, you're now bit, yeah. <laughs> jumping into college athletics, but. Uh, First, Odu, um, Haitian descent. Yes, uh, you, you people call you OJ. How? Where's Where's the OJ come from? So, like, basically, early on, a lot of people couldn't really say my my real name. So uh, it just went on as like OJ, and then a couple of people like I was raised up in the project. So a couple of people was like, "Oh, Juice Man, like <laughs> OJ the Juice Man." You feel me? So a lot of just things just came on from there. So yeah, I mean that's kind of how nickname nicknames are. You know, it's, <laughs> it can kind of uh, sometimes flow. I mean, it's my name Vincent. I'm growing up in in San Diego and taking Spanish class. My uh, Spanish professor couldn't pronounce the V and kind of goes to start with the B. You know, yeah. and so like Vince became like you know it just people just just take it take it, take and, it, it, to, it. and it's something completely different. Yeah, you know, a year it. later. Um, so that's that, uh, that's interesting. Uh, now, Sammy, you know, for uh, we talked about it briefly. Um, you graduated high school in 2013. You're from Melbourne, Australia. Yep, is that correct? Right. Yep. And uh, you're now just kind of getting into college athletics. I know you played Australian football, but uh, what's interesting about you is, is from 2014 to 2019, you worked at the Melbourne Airport as an aviation protection officer. Yeah, that's right. It's and if I was going to like compare it to the U.S., it would be what the TSA. Yeah, pretty much TSA. So, uh, what was that experience like? And you know, can you share what your responsibilities are, and just kind of how you got into that out of, out of high school? Uh, yeah. So, my dad actually works at customs at Melbourne Airport, the like immigration um, passport control, um, and he knew there's a job opening, and he sort of got me in there, which kind of sucked. I didn't enjoy it very much, to be <laughs> honest. Um, long hours, long days, um, not a lot of fun to be had. And nobody likes you. So I'm sure nobody likes TSA here. So, yeah. Um, so I'm sure even under circumstances of like the pandemic recently, they probably was even more heightened down there. I was actually luckily out of the job by then. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, you, you're coming through us uh, to play, you know, American football. Um, what what made you get in, in, involved with Pro Kick Australia? For those people that don't know exactly how big that is down there, you know Australia sends a lot of uh, kickers up here to the United States, and just kind of talk about Pro Kick Australia and just uh, what you know what made you kind of decide to pursue um, American football. Airport, yeah, um, so around twenty nineteen, when I stopped working at the airport, um, I also sort of just stopped playing Australian football. Um, and really wanted to do something else. I wanted to be active, wanted to go back to school. Um, and I happened to be watching an Eagles game at the time, uh, Cam Johnson, the punter, also from Australia. And I was curious how he got into the NFL and saw Pro Kick Australia. Same day, I called Nathan Chapman, the head coach there, and he got me in for a tryout. 
work my way into pretty much the squad. So you have to try out, they see if you've got the talent, bring you a part of everything. Um, so I've trained since 2019. First year was a bit slow, I didn't develop too fast. 2020 COVID hit, so everything was kind of just stopped, which sucked. Um, 2021, we got back into things and I really progressed really quickly that year. And, and by the end of the year, I was speaking to Coach Leffler, Coach Ligashevsky, and here I am. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, Pro Kick Australia is just basically just training? Yeah, so probably about three or four days a week. I don't remember exactly. Uh, we'd be out there punting. One day would be almost like a an actual college simulation where Coach Chapman and Coach John Smith would they'd put on personas of college coaches <laughs> and they just wouldn't take any crap from nobody. They'd be really real hard asses on us. Um, otherwise, you know, they're the nicest guys I've ever met. But they do it just to like prepare us for college life because you know some coaches here can be a bit a bit much. <laughs> um, luckily, the coaches here are all great. Um, yeah, and then there's also a gym portion that goes along with it, like a lifting uh-huh. period. Um, they're usually, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. lifts. Um, it's obviously a bit different to college because everyone works back home. So, you know, you got to fit everything around your work schedule, fit work around pro kick. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, it's really kind of almost like an, an extra job, really, on top so you can yeah. get over so here. It's a and full-time thing, yeah. So... Um, you know, obviously, you're able to punt in a few different uh, techniques, I should say. Um, which which ones were, were the easiest ones to come to you as you made that transition? You know, which ones, you know, really play into, like, I guess, your strengths? Yeah, so the Australian, I think you guys call it a rugby punt. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, that's pretty much, like, second nature for Australians. A lot of us grow up playing Australian football where that skill is pretty much the whole game the only way to pass the ball is to kick it like the rugby punt or handball where you punch it out of your hand um, so that is easy to transition to the only difference is the ball in American football is a bit smaller um, spiraling is a whole other ball game <laughs> we do do it but we it's very different we take a longer run up uh, everyone likes to move the ball a lot in their hand um, and once you get the pro kick it's like no you take two steps the ball doesn't move you drop it flat Boom. Now, OJ, you've been taking some, I guess, punts or kicks. I mean, what, what's yeah. it like getting the ball off of his uh, Sammy's foot? No, nah, Sammy a boomer. He a boomer. <laughs> then it's like <laughs> out here in Bowling Green, it's windy. <laughs> so it's like so hard to read his ball like because he's going to boom it every time. So it's like the wind takes it once it get far. So it's kind of hard to catch his ball. But yeah, I got to put it up there because if he catches it, he's taking it back to the house. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Um, you know, OJ kind of moving on to you a little bit. Uh, big numbers at Alabama A&M last season. Now you're here at BG uh, with two years to play. What was the recruiting process like? Um, I know that uh, your brother, your older brother, Higgins Success, mm-hmm. if I said that correctly, played at Florida under Urban Meyer when Coach Leffler was uh, the quarterback's coach there. Also our running back's coach, Brian White, was there. So I guess just talk us through the uh, the process of when it, you know, when you put your name in the portal and how you came to BG and just how those relationships with uh, coaches your brother had uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe helped uh, bring you to BGSU. <coughs> so um, basically just, uh, so I put my name in the portal about like four minutes. I was in contact with a school already. Uh, 
But before, like, getting the portal, I wasn't talking to any schools or anything like that. It was just a thing where I was just going to say, well, I just did it. Just pretty much put my name in the portal, just bet on myself, and, you know, what's meant to happen was going to happen. So uh, once I got in the portal, I talked to Coach Lefty on, like, Tuesday. He wasn't supposed to come down because, like, around his schedule-wise, like, he wasn't supposed to come to Florida until, like, the following week. But he came to my house that Thursday, so two days after we got the phone, and then I was up here on Friday. So it was just like, uh, what led me to come to BG was just like, he recruited me the hardest, like the most, like, you know. So uh, we talked a lot too. Also, Coach Soup came, wide receiver coach, he came to my house also. Made, they made sure they met my family, talked to my family and things like that. Pretty much seeing my background, how I was raised. So I said, the way they recruited me, you know, is a big reason why I'm here. Uh, I talked to a lot of other schools once, you know, I had uh, committed to Bowling Green, but. Uh, the whole process, you know, it was fun. I wouldn't say it was stressful because I pretty much knew, like, whatever would come out of the process was just meant to happen. So I wasn't, you know, too hard on that process. I knew it was a big decision, though. I knew pretty much, you know, it's my future. So, I mean, it was a big decision, but, like, I just go about it as, you know, what's meant to happen going to happen. Pray a lot about things. So that was that. And then told Coach Lefty that I'm coming. I'm here now. So, you know, it's here to make a difference, you know, pretty much. And everything he told me that it was, that's exactly what it is. So, you know what I'm saying? really respect that about him. Did your uh, brother have any insight about, you know, Coach Leffler? Because obviously I think Coach White didn't come on until after the semester started. Yeah. So you were already here. But So, like, once I told my brother, like, oh, yeah, it's Coach Lefty. Scott Leffler, like, is the coach. He was like, well, that's Scott Leffler. That was at Florida pretty much. But, I mean, it was basically my brother pretty much gave me, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not gave me, but he was just like, it's my decision at the end of the day. So, like, I'm going to go wherever I want to go and do whatever is best for me because at the end of the day, he's not playing. So, he just, you know, when I need help, he's there. But, like, he ultimately, I ultimately picked, the, you know, where I wanted to go. So, it wasn't really about, you know, he knew Coach Leffler or whatever. But once we sat and talked about it, you know, like, with that offense they had, they had a very explosive offense with a lot of, Versatile, a lot of explosive guys on offense. So we knew Coach Leffler knew how to, you know, or seen it before. So that was part of it. Now, you know, for both of you, how's the transition been? I mean, you both came in in January. So I, I'm i sure that part of it is just you both being new. I know you both live next to each other. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into that, you know, the, you know, after the break. But, um, obviously, I think, Sammy, you had, you, know, you had to worry about visa issues, just trying to get mm-hmm. over. And, you know, OJ just obviously just you're at Alabama and AM, I think, for three years and just a change of scenery and just those transitions. So uh, whoever wants to go first, I'm yeah, Sammy. I, I didn't even know if I was going to get over here. Um, <laughs> right when I had to get my visa processed, COVID came back and things locked down in Melbourne again. So rather than going into the consulate and having a face-to-face interview, had to post everything to them. Um, then they had a COVID outbreak in the office, so they shut down. <laughs> And what should have been a two-week procedure took almost a month and a half. And the last day, the cutoff I was given to get here before I had to wait till next semester. Um, that's the day I got my visa. Very next flight, I was out the out of the country. Because I, I remember the staff was like, "We don't know if he's even going to be here for spring football because yeah, it was yeah. day day to day on what you know what was happening over there, even just getting a visa." So yeah, there was very little feedback coming from them to me, and I had to pass it on to Chris Haas, who was helping me through all this and it was pretty stressful to be honest does that make you just like want to sit here and not go back for you know 
a hot second just because of not knowing, or does it make it easier now that you have the visa to, like, I guess I don't know the specifics of what your visa would entail. Um, so it's just a student visa. I can go back and, back forth. and forth when I want, um, I think. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, the only restrictions are really work-based, so I can't work off campus. And when I, if I do work on campus, there's a set amount of hours I'm allowed to do. But I'm here to play football, not work. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, it probably, you, you probably feel like you're here and you have the summer now that, you know, kind of the semester has come to a close and you can just, like, exhale, I'm sure, and yeah. just kind of yeah. settle a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm going to try and get two summers every year, I think. Um, stay here in May and then maybe go back in December for summer. Back yeah. in Australia. Just no winter anymore. <laughs> I, like, I like how he thinks no so, Jay. Winter. He's like, I'm going to get two summers oh, and not do, not do I winter. I tell him that all the time. I like how he thinks. <laughs> for real, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it'll be um, yeah. I'm actually jealous of that. So, <laughs> you know, OJ, uh, what about you? This, how's the transition um, been? Con- kind of coming up. I mean, um, transition been been pretty smooth. You know, I just know you have to adapt to things. So like I said, just adapt. But uh, it's been really cold. Like <laughs> it's almost May and it's still you know what I'm saying. So it's like that's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. when I tell people though, where I was at in Bama. And, um, Huntsville, it got cold there too. Like mm-hmm. it got, I've seen twenty three and nineteen, or it snowed a couple times. But like, it's really just really windy here. So that's just the biggest thing I had to adapt to, just the wind and you know, just that's it for real, for real. So yeah, I mean, I understand. I'm, I'm a California, California kid. So um, my wife is from up in Ohio. So uh, she's accustomed to it. But uh, I am, you know, I'm yeah. still learning with you know without mountains. Yeah. Um, we are going to take a quick 30-second break, and we're going to come back and kind of dive back in and uh, get to know about both of you a little bit more. And uh, just stand by, and we'll see you back in 30 seconds. BGSU football season tickets are on sale now. Every Falcon game is a must-see, including BGSU's 100th homecoming versus Marshall. Call 877-BGSU-TICKET or visit bgsufalcons.com to reserve your digital tickets today. Season tickets start at just $60. Falcon football. Fly with us. Welcome back to the Fly With Us podcast. I'm Vincent Bradis, your host. We are with Odu Hilaire and Sammy Sir. Um, kind of getting back into it, we mentioned... In the in the first half, uh, you guys are pretty close. You live next door. I mean, Sam, you're like you said, you're always all o- over at OJ's house. Uh, OJ, who lives with you, and what's that dynamic been? Is it just because you all are new that it's just kind of you guys gravitate towards each other? Or I mean, some I was told that uh, OJ is just so easy to talk to. Everybody just loves being around him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. It's really easy to get along with OJ. He's- Easy to talk to, hard to stop talking to. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I don't drive down here, um, and he lives with Owen Rosance, the kicker. So he's on the specialist schedule like me. We do all the same things together. Um, and then when we're done with football, we're usually together as well. Um, also, I was meant to live with him initially before all the visa issues. So um, Chris Bacon, who he lives with as well, <laughs> he stole my bedroom pretty much. Um, <laughs> Kick me out, put me in the next building. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's pretty funny that you thought we actually did live together because we, we were supposed to. Yeah. So uh, you asked who I live with. I live with Chris Bacon, uh, safety. Uh, I live with Oil Rosanta, the kicker, and also Cam Orth. That's the yeah. Uh, all of us are transfers. All of us. That's probably why? another reason why we connect too, because like we all you know got to adapt. 
to it in a certain way. You know, we all come from different places also. So we've all taught each other a lot of things pretty much, you know. Like I said, I'm Haitian. I'm from Bear Glade, Florida. So it's like I come to the table with like so much of different things I speak about than Chris from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So he going to come and talk about different things. And Orange from Ohio and Cam from Gainesville, Florida. So me and Cam connect a lot too. Like we listen to the same music and, you know, we talk the same. So it's just, it's been fun though. Just, you know, like I said, we learning together and just growing together here. And Sammy come over. We all in the living room watching TV or something like that. So we all learned a lot about Australia too. <laughs> so, what, yeah. what, what have you taught the taught the group about <laughs> Australia? It's actually very funny. Um, <laughs> that it's very far away from everything, right? It is very far away. Um, Chris Bacon thought you could drive there. Um, <laughs> you two, can't drive two nights there? ago, yeah. You can't drive there. Two nights ago, um, at, we're at dinner. You can drive onto a ship and then have the ship go to Australia. And after a, maybe a week doable. or two, then get off. Oh wait, Chris thought you could just yeah, drive yeah. from here. Yeah. <laughs> um, at dinner a couple of nights ago, OJ actually asked me if I had to learn English when I got here. Yeah. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I didn't know. I thought. <laughs> I love it. I did not know English was like the language spoken yeah, there. So didn't have to teach me much, but yeah. it's it's been fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean it. You know, on a map, you can look at a map. You know how far Australia mm-hmm. is. And I remember having one of the first conversations I had with Sammy was uh, I remember my wife and I were on a train from Rome to Florence in Italy, and we had a bunch of high school students, art students from Australia, and yeah, I was curious because I knew it was far from where I yeah. was in America, but it's equally, if not even further, you know, over from Europe. And they were explaining all the all the stops. I mean, it was almost like I think a twenty four hour. Yeah, uh, and, travel day. So just getting here it was twenty six hours for me. Yeah. I think I had to fly from Melbourne to Sydney, wait there a couple of hours. Sydney to LA has a six hour stopover, and fly into Detroit. Okay, and yeah, get picked up in Detroit at nine thirty at night. <laughs> get, get down here. Yeah. So basically, if any teammates are going to come home with you, they're going to want to stay for probably a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or a summer, you know. Basically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's so interesting. I can't believe people thought you could drive there. <laughs> Chris is especially in it. I did not know they speak English. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you should give them the history of you know why people are in Australia. Why people are in Australia to begin with? Yeah. Um, well, they came from an English-speaking they, uh, country. They came from England. Um, they sent the convicts down there. Because their prisons were full or something like that. <laughs> so we're just a convict nation, pretty much. Whoa. It's very beautiful. It's yeah. very beautiful from the pictures I've seen. I'd love to go, but, you know, maybe one day. Maybe one day. One day. And then Sammy can tell me where to go. Exactly. I'll show you all the spots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously just uh, coming into this, this season, um, I know, I don't know, I mean, I want to get both of your perspectives just because of your backgrounds, but, you know, we open up September 3rd at UCLA, they play in the, you know, the Rose Bowl, which is, you know, one of the most historic stadiums Mm -hmm. in the country, you know, first of all, I mean, um, OJ, just like, what's, what what do you feel, like, what what, what do you think about when you think about the Rose Bowl and being able to play your first game with BG Uh, in California, and then we'll we'll go to Sammy if, you know, what his background is of even, you know, some of these spots in American football. 
first, um, I just, I'm just grateful. Like, football takes you so many places, you know what I'm saying? So grateful to play there. But I'm going to make it feel like home. You know, it's California. I'm from Big <laughs> Lake, Florida. I'm from South Florida. So it's like, you know, same temperature and stuff. So I'm just going to go there and just make it feel like home pretty much and just rock out and have fun. I said, though, forever grateful, though, that I'm able to travel the road. Well, it's something big, like to play in that stadium. So. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, growing up in California, I went to games there all the time, and it's a beautiful setting. I mean, we've all seen it on TV on, mm-hmm. you know, January 1st. And um, obviously the opportunity just to see the orange and brown probably, you know, fan base really outside. I mean, you all saw uh, at the spring game. Yeah. Um, but uh, in California, there's, I know, a, a land package available where fans can uh, get hotel and some uh, – uh, different events they can go to out there. Uh, just how important is it to see that you know brown and orange really for the first time for you uh, in a real game? Seeing the stadium. actually, man, my first time ever playing football. My first team ever was brown and orange. Mm-hmm. Played, I played with Glaze Glenn Browns, so it's like I don't know. Like it's always repeated itself. I played in orange and brown before, and I've always played in white, maroon, and gold. So it's like you know. I don't know. I love our orange helmet, so I know it's gonna hit real different out there in that Cali sun. That orange helmet—it's gonna be nice. Like I'm gonna get chills, like always, always. First game, every first game though, it's something that people don't know. For some reason, I cry like tears of joy. <laughs> like since I've been in college, yeah. every first game I cry tears of joy. I guess it's just like I don't know. It just be overwhelmed, you know, where I come from. And I'm able to get here, so it's but, gonna be like a lot of energy in the air, man. Lot to be thankful for, right? Most definitely, yeah. Most definitely, lot to be thankful for. You know, I, OJ's new and you're new, Sammy. But did you, I don't know if you you talked about the Browns. If you knew that the Browns got their colors because From here, yeah, yeah, I was told that in a meeting earlier. <laughs> I did not know that. Like the Browns actually got their color from BG. So yeah, I played for the Little League Browns and back that, in uh, when I was like eight years old. So yeah, I like this orange brown. He, he's right though. That orange helmet. It's different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it hit different. That sun, I know it. You know, Sammy, what about you? I mean, obviously, uh, coming from Australia, I mean, you're, you obviously know n- enough about American football to, you know, realize that you ha- have a place over here. Um, but I don't know what your history was, uh, you know, of a place like the Rose Bowl and, um, and I, what the coverage is. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about the Rose Bowl other than the Rose Bowl game. Um, I didn't realize the stadium was so significant until <laughs> I started looking into it. And I can't wait to be there if I win the starting job. I'm, Really excited to be there and just take it all in. I mean, it's my first game of football too, so it'd be a massive day just being at the Rose Bowl and playing my first game. Um, trying to get my mom to come down. Oh, that'd um, be amazing! Just you know, it's how good it's in LA, so I can sell her on. Yeah, go for a holiday in LA, and oh, while you're there, <laughs> <laughs> maybe stop by. <laughs> that would, I mean, that would be, I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. The um, you know, the Rose Bowl. That was the name of the stadium, and they named the game after mm-hmm. the stadium. Um, so that's you know a lot of cool history. I think UCLA has only been playing uh, home games there since the early '80s, I believe, or late '70s. I forget the the time frame. They used to actually play at the Coliseum. The Coliseum, and they had USC hard, play right. Yeah, it, it's a city stadium, but it's basically on USC's campus. So it, they they didn't like playing uh, <laughs> they didn't they didn't like playing uh, their uh, home games on their rivals' campus, basically. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because when Jackie Robinson played for UCLA, they played you know at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, yeah, and UCLA or sorry, I should say the Rose Bowl really historically for the most part really only housed the one game a year. Occasionally, like Pasadena Community College would play there, and 
Cal State LA randomly played there until they built you know, built a stadium. In fact, Bowling Green is the only other Mac was the only Mac school to ever play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I was totally right. Yeah, back in the sixties they played Cal State LA. So uh, and again we will be the only in the FBS era, nineteen seventy eight and on. Last so, school. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a great venue. I mean, I, it'd be great to see all the Bowling Green fans out there if you're going to go on a trip. You yeah, know. I got some family coming too, so it's going to be fun out there in Cali. I've been once before, and I guess that's a great question. You've been to Cal- California once, Sammy. Is it? I, I I we've talked about this. I can't remember if this is your first time in the states or you've been to California. Yeah, I've hit all the tourist hotspots like L.A., um, New York, just all the touristy areas. So. Ohio is new to me, but <laughs> I, I've done LA. Yeah, you can go over to Chicago, hit up some, you know, Cleveland, yeah, Detroit. Chicago, nice too. <laughs> yeah, I might be Chicago. going down there over the summer, hopefully, just for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, you thought it was windy here. Yeah, I've heard windy city. <laughs> windy city. You walking Chicago. down the street, you make a turn, and all of a sudden, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I like Chicago. I went during the summer, so it was, it yeah. was fun down there. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a great city. I, I actually prefer Chicago over you know places like New York and stuff. So, um, obviously, we're gonna close up here pretty soon. But um, what I mean, you're learning about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are things? I'll go, Sammy. You know, what what's something about OJ that people might not know about because everyone's just getting to know about OJ. You spend so much time with him that maybe people on the team don't even know yet. Like you said, OJ talks to everyone, so there's not a lot that people don't know about OJ. Um, uh, he's he's the man on the team, but he's really humble. He won't won't let anyone tell him he's the man. Uh, he's the man. Nah, I'm not a man. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you tell him I speak another language. I do speak Creole fluently. Oh wow! Yeah, so a lot of people don't know that, but I do speak Creole fluently. So. Yeah. Did you get it? Uh, I mean, how often do you get to speak it? I mean, obviously. I, I call my mom and my dad okay. every day. We talk every day, so I speak it every day. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah, we get on the phone. I speak Creole to my mom and my dad. Because so. sometimes you just want to, you know, you want to be able to still be in practice and be able to yeah. to use it. Because sometimes I'm sure. Yeah, if you time, don't use it over time, then, you know, you kind of slip up on a few words. But, I mean, like I said, I talk to my mom and dad every yeah. day. And that's something I'm proud about, you know, being able to speak another language because my mom and dad used yeah. to always say that's, you know, that's important. So that's just something I'm proud about. So I try to, you know, stay sharp on it. And that'd be something great to pass on to, you know, your kids one day. Yeah, well. I plan on doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anything about Sammy that people don't know about? Sammy, uh, because like you said, he graduated high school a little while ago. Well, Sammy's <laughs> really like, he's really like the professor. He's like <laughs> he's the professor. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like Sammy's like super cool. Like I don't know, like you wouldn't expect it out of him. Like for some reason, he's just like like I told you earlier. I be telling him like I like how he thinks. Like he's well rounded. Yeah, that's what I would say. He's a very well rounded person. You know, he's like he's from Australia, so you'll probably think like he's foreign. Like oh, he's some things he don't you know he don't get here or whatever. But Sammy really well rounded. <laughs> Sammy teach me a lot of things. And he, speaks is, and he speaks English. And he speaks English. I thought, I thought he, I don't know. I thought it was like an Australian language. Like I was like, so like, when did you learn English? Like that's what I asked him <laughs> the other night we was at dinner. Well, it was a twenty-six hour flight <laughs> over here, so <laughs> nothing but time. Rosetta Stone. And they look at me like I'm. I said something crazy. I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, 
Well, they speak English. <laughs> well, okay. Um, you know, we've we've talked. I talk. We we talk a lot about you know hometowns with uh, the student athletes that have come on and just you know food. You know, food is like almost like you know about where you're from sometimes. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously you're from Florida. Like, is there anything you know people head to your hometown? Uh, places that something that a certain type of food they need to try, or a certain place they need to go that you know you think about when you're whether you were at Alabama A and M or whether you know you're here. You're like, oh man, I could really go for. So, uh, <laughs> being from South Florida, so much different varieties. But like for my city, Bagley, so you'll tell someone go to somewhere like Dixie Fried Chicken. So it's like, please, where they sell wings and wingettes, things like that. Or you like, oh, you can go to Twin Brother or Banyan Tree, things like that. So there's a couple cities, but like, I'm Haitian, Caribbean, so you know, some Haitian foods or some good Jamaican spots and things like that. So, like I said, business from South Florida is so different. Then yeah. there's like great Mexican trucks in my city too. And you have like, Cuban Cuban food too. Yeah, so many different things. So I can't just tell you one exactly spot, but if it got to narrow it down to my city, it'll be Dixie Fried Dixie Chicken. Fries. Or twin brothers. Now, now, you mentioned you know Haitian food, Caribbean food. Is there a certain dish you know since it is your background uh, that you just absolutely like love? And then when you go home, you're like, I need this. Yeah. So like, something called griot. It's uh-huh. like fried food. You know, either fried pork or fried chicken. You know, fried plantains and things like that. It's uh some called peak leaves, a little spice. So it's little things that like Haitian food, you know, famous for things like that. Gotta have that. When I go home, I also gotta have some Jamaican food, probably some, like some curry goat, rice and peas, things like that. So that's just, you know, like I said, so many different things to pick from. Or I go to yeah. the Mexican truck, bag <laughs> and get some tacos or some the best tacos ever. So yes, yeah, so growing up, you know. In- California, I miss like the the taco stands, exactly. and things like that. Like, yeah. I, it's hard for me to get Mexican food, and I lived in Virginia before, and I you know in Ohio now. Just go out back. Like, honestly, we're gonna go to California, and I want to go down to Oliveira Street downtown LA and get like these taquitos that yeah. are just unbelievable. Exactly. So. Yeah. You know, Sammy. You know, moving moving along. You know, to you, saying kind of the same question. Australia, like, obviously, there's. Educate us because uh, I mean, obviously, I know there's probably going to be similar foods to maybe what you find throughout, you know, maybe the U.S. or Europe or you know, but yeah. something that might be unique that um, if they're in Melbourne, yeah, where yeah. they need to go. We, yeah, we don't really have an Australian dish, you know. I guess aside from things we have on the side like Vegemite, which nobody here likes. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess if you go to Australia, you're going to want to try a chicken parma. Uh, which is just Italian, <laughs> um, but we do it our own way. Serve it with chips, which is a whole other thing. Chips, like Fish first time chips. I got here, I I ordered chips and I got chips, chips. <laughs> that, that, I was like American chips, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I all right, yeah, okay. And um, yeah, fish and chips, as you mentioned, is another one, um, which is it's hard to replicate here because we use gummy shark as the fish, which is it's an Australian yeah. shark. So shark, yeah, it's a shark meat wow and it's, it's that sounds exotic delicious. yeah like yeah. gummy shark that's always exotic that's just like <laughs> normal huh yeah that's crazy um that's probably the most australian thing i can think of palmer and fish and chips is there a certain place that you, you just you, you now that you're over here and you might not be back until christmas time like that you were like oh i could really go for not just like the local fish and chip restaurant or you get a chicken parmigiana from the pub any pub they serve them pretty well so y'all have uh, crocodiles, huh? 
Yeah, we have crocodiles. <laughs> but we have gators. Like people eat gator tail. Yeah. Or people eat I, uh, rabbits. Like we chase rabbits. Yeah, I, I can't say. Gator Dockside in Gainesville is like a place okay. I've been to, and they have those gator bites. Like you know, you get yeah. like you know, you it's, eat real gator tail. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to try it, I guess. <laughs> you eat shark, though. That's crazy. Nah, it's, it's not like a big, great white shark. It's it like, don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's a shark. Shark, yeah, it's shark. Just, just showing them who's king of the food chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Shark. Yes, delicious. I'll, I'll get you down to Australia sometime. Yeah, I gotta come to Australia. Never been out of the country yet. You haven't been out of the country. No, I haven't been out of the country yet. I. I yeah, find that also interesting. Nobody in America has left America. Like, yeah, a lot of everyone people. I've spoken to is like, I've never left the country. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, I mean, it, the country's so big. Yeah. I mean, that's. I remember when we were in. Uh, my wife and I were in Italy. We, you know, we had a driver get us from the airport to the hotel, and we were having that conversation where, you know, you're in Europe, and you're going from country to country. Say in Europe, it's like us going state to state. You know, things are so. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the kind of the bad. same thing you know me growing up I grew up in San Diego so I go down to Mexico and I've been up to Canada but you're so close to Canada yeah you know once you know restrictions there go down you've got a couple of years just it's right there in Detroit just go over the border yeah I was planning on going to Canada anyway because my, my roommate Owen he's been to Canada a few times so yeah he told me to visit Canada so that's something I want to do you know it's uh it's fun going abroad I mean wherever you go you know Learn different cultures and exactly. meet different people, and um, I love Italy. I, <laughs> have I said that before yet? <laughs> uh, and then just to close, uh, anything here in Ohio, like you know, if you come up with some spots that uh, you love hitting up when you're not in class or uh, <laughs> you know football, like uh, if you had the campus poly eyes, have you tried? That? No, I haven't tried that, but uh, one of the spots I like here is Beckett's. Okay, Beckett's. Is a really good spot, burger spots, yeah. burgers, everything. You can make your own burger, put eggs on it, whatever. So, yeah, Becky's a really good spot. Probably my favorite spot here. Favorite spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm easy because we don't have any of this back home. So, like, Chipotle's new. new, Waffle House is new. It's all, it's all good to me. Um, but now that I've got a bit more time with the summer break, I'm going to explore a bit more. Yeah, they'll be excited. I mean, there's you know lots of. I mean, you're you're kind of located like we talked about Chicago, you know, Cincinnati. There's lots of different areas mm-hmm. you can go, and I mean, heck, Atlanta is not that. I mean, it's an eight-hour drive, yeah. but I mean, you really can. I mean, you don't have a, I guess a I car. I don't have a car. <laughs> yeah, I'll be driving. I I drove from Bama to Florida, from Ohio to Bama, Bama to Ohio. Yeah, I'll be driving. So I've made that drive already. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and. Uh, love getting to chat and to talk with both of you and get to know you a little bit better and just thankful that you're here at Bowling Green and uh, just appreciate your time. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, for, here. thank you very much. Hi, Ziggy. Hi, Zumba. <laughs>